Okay, so today we've got Chan's and Tasha on. Do you want me to get the article over to you? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'll just send it to her. Okay, so we're talking. We went in the old CrossFit Journal, found an article called Chronic Disease and the Rising Tide. Decided to just kind of talk about it for today's podcast. So Chan's, what did you, when you read that? I guess I'll give some backstory on this. So the, the article starts off talking about a story of, um, it's from the author, whose name is uh, Jason Cooper. He does CrossFit, but he was working in the ER and there was a girl that came in who was really young and essentially was gonna die. And it was, cause she was you know, diabetic and the doctors that she had been meeting with were giving her wrong information and just exacerbating the issue. And yeah, it's a big problem. So. Yes, it is. So I guess the, the article then just kind of talks about how CrossFit and their affiliates are what is going to help people deal with chronic diseases, diabetes, heart disease, all of that. So, I don't know. What do you want to add on anything in there? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. We can just talk about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I think if you look up online, I think it says that like now... Uh, like one in ten people have diabetes type two. So type one, like type one, is like something. It's kind of about a people's control in a sense. But type two is more of if you get overweight or all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so like one in ten people have it in the U.S. and it's probably going to get worse for sure. It's getting worse. Um, and I just think that uh, that's not good. No. And it's probably just because I mean, kind of what this doctor did, right? I know like my aunt, for example, is diabetic very overweight and she learned that like oh if my blood sugar is low all I do is I take some candy and it'll raise my blood sugar and I'll be nice and good um, instead of fixing the problem and then if that's how people treat it then they just start to gain weight and then they always have to go through that cycle I think one of the things I, I don't know if you caught that in the article is talking about the CDC and it said by 2050 one-third of mm -hmm. Americans will have will be have diabetes I think right now I just looked it up today it's like 37 million have it which is pretty crazy um, and obviously that's like I would say <clears throat> I mean probably almost every single one of those people for sure are overweight but probably could easily change it with like lifestyle and food habits well that's what this article says like 80% of all chronic disease is metabolic preventable and oftentimes reversible so I think that that is like what we should focus on is that these things can be reversed. I think they said and prevented. Seven out of ten, like 
of the chronic diseases there are are metabolic diseases that can be prevented there and it's simple right it's diet it's exercise and it goes into like what greg glassman when he started crossfit in his hierarchy the very basis of it was nutrition nutrition and then it was metabolic conditioning you know moving your body to you know meet to have to burn what you're eating but making sure you're also not eating things like processed you know foods bad carbohydrates sugars refined sugars you know um and not eating too much of like you know starchy foods so making sure you're keeping things within what does it say in there making sure you're eating foods that enough to fuel exercise but not overeat yeah so if we look at this that just reminded me of um this is what greg glassman said this was way back in 2002 this is fitness in 100 words and it says eat meat and vegetables nuts and seeds some fruit little starch and no sugar keep intake levels that keep intake to levels that will support exercise but not body fat so that right there right that's all people need to get do which is i mean if you look at it that's pretty simple you eat meat and veggies you eat nuts and seeds you eat some fruit little starch and no sugar and people kind of always assume like well what is that what is some fruit <clears throat> well some fruit is a little bit right like i would say some fruit is probably like not at every single meal veggies are probably mostly at every single meal but fruit like once or twice a day maybe a little starch is like not a lot at all meaning like you have starch maybe once or twice a week and then no sugar which is probably for most people i would say impossible i mean i just look at it um perfect example last week we go to like a ward activity for this fall thing and you look and <clears throat> me and tasha are on the challenge right and we go to eat and they have pulled pork and they have all this stuff and all we could eat was pulled pork and the salad tasha made because everything else is full of sugar and people are okay with it, which is fine. I mean, people can eat however they want. I don't freaking care how people eat. But when it's becoming a problem, um, it's just like the, the norm. And it's almost like if you don't eat the sugar, you're like an outcast. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I probably get commented a million times about like, oh, Chance can't eat this. He's Mr. Health Nut. He can't have all this stuff. Um, when in reality, all I want to do is just be healthy enough so I can keep living you know yeah. like i don't want i mean for me i think it is there's a bunch of people who are overweight okay my aunt that's diabetic i think it is 10 times harder to live her life where you're 400 pounds than it is to live my life 100 percent. so i just don't know what the big fuss is about i don't think it's that hard but you gotta sacrifice something in life everything's gonna be hard yeah I mean, you just gotta kind of choose your heart i know i've had to do so like i've you know i started wanting to be competing but like the health side of it is what really is helping me drive like my family has a history of heart disease you know my grandma died of a heart attack i my my that was on my dad's side my grandpa on my mom's side he's had a couple of heart attacks you know so it's not like i have it on both sides of the family where i have that as a history so you got to make sure you're keeping up on exercising and dieting and making sure that you can combat those and it gets and it's simple you know i know that they drink my grandpa has a 12 pack of Pepsi in his fridge, mm -hmm. you know, or my, my dad love him to death, but he has a diet Coke every, every day. He's got that. And so, you know, keeping up those habits of not keeping that around. So I don't drink those sodas um, and making sure I'm being active is where I need to be and, and make sure I, I have that long life too. Yeah. Even though the sodas are delicious. Sodas are <clears throat> delicious. And I listened to, I actually listened to this one thing um, just like the other day where this lady was talking about how everyone talks about, <clears throat> all right, we want to cure the obese problem. People are overweight. People need to lose fat. People need to do this. But she said the one thing people like don't ever mention is muscle. Like 
instead of losing fat, why don't people think about gaining muscle? And if you think about it, it's like, yeah, dude, I'll bet you all of these people that are overweight are not strong. I mean, the only people I think of that are probably on the borderline of overweight that are strong are strongmen, right? Because yeah. they're freaking huge. But like their health is at risk. Right, their health is at risk. They're like they're on the other spectrum of the side. But the majority person that comes in, uh, a mom that comes in that's 50 pounds overweight, chances are she can't do a push-up. Chances are she can't squat below parallel with much weight. Um, And I just think that like that's probably true. You look at the people that are in our gym that are older. I would say 55 plus, and you look at them and they have enough muscle, and that's why they're probably in great shape. Right, like look at David, look at Chris, look at all of them. Like they have a lot of muscle, and they don't have much fat because they're so strong that they can stay active and do things that they want to do. And I think that's part of like uh, that kind of helps with the process. Instead of losing weight, like if people get stronger, right, and they do working out, chances are they'll lose the weight from that. Yeah, and you have to eat good in order to build some strength. Food is fuel. Food is fuel. Yeah. No, it's my motto, food is real. <clears throat> I think that what is the hard part, which you guys have avoided, is that we're saying this is easy, but changing your lifestyle and changing your diet isn't easy. So in the article, it just talks like after it says that it's preventable and reversible, it just says this is true even with most variants of cancer, but hops hospitals protocols and education are provided by insulin and pharmaceutical companies the training in nursing school and medical schools is limited by design and doesn't cover nutrition or exercise doctors are taught to treat disease with medication which which is just like fueling the pharmaceutical companies and i think that that is what is so sad like is a healthy individual individual like doesn't make them money they don't want to help me. So it's like I've gone through some stuff in my life recently. Um, went through a miscarriage that was pretty traumatizing. I lost a lot of blood. There was no support to help me get back to healthy. I pretty much went anemic, and they had nothing to help me because on the outside I was physical, physically healthy. But I think it took like takes like six to twelve weeks to regain that blood. And because I'm healthy and because I know what kind of supplements to take, but it took work. And through all of this process, like the doctors aren't really supporting that. But even in my bachelor's degree, nutrition wasn't taught like it's taught in CrossFit. And I'm sure if I would have continued my education, I would have learned more in nutrition, but it's just not their focus. Like they have, doctors have so many other things they're trying to learn that it's really hard for them to like dive into nutrition because it's deep. And it is hard. Like, we talk about it like it's easy, but Chance, well, I don't know if Chance really tried, but back in April, I was having some cervical neck issues and inflammation problems, and I was pretty much desperate, and I felt like I had tried the route. So I was getting massages. I went to the chiropractor. Like, I was doing all the things I needed to, but at this point, like, my livelihood and my job was at risk with numb hands. And so I felt like my only option was to feed my body with good fuel like what's causing this inflammation and where is it coming from and it was hard like when I looked at all the ingredients like I thought this sauce was healthy it's like oh it has sucralose which is like labeled as non-sugar but sucralose is really inflaming to the body so I think when we're talking about like preventing these some people might not have to go as extreme as I did but I think 
to like eliminate sugars and just start looking at packages, you'd be surprised at like how much sucralose is in products and how much fake sugar you're even eating that aren't great for your body or fueling it to recover or overcome some of these diseases. Yeah. I think I agree too where you said it was, you know, we talked about it's not it's not easy. But the chance though it's it's almost harder to be because you have to deal with that pain, right, every day. Yeah. And you, you can either deal with that pain every day or you can look at if I try this other option, which is still going to be hard, I can get rid of that pain. You're going to suffer here, be on the ground yeah. dying. You're going to, you know, you can't necessarily eat everything you see all the time like you want. But, you yeah, know, it, just takes it, work. it, it picks your, I guess, pick your heart. Like Chance has said in other times, pick your heart. What's your heart? Well, and that's like yesterday I was talking to my chiropractor and, I was just like, well, I've been feeling a little inflamed, but what's sad is with the paleo, like I don't cheat Monday through Friday typically. And I'm like, wow, my body's feeling so good. Like my ankles are skinny again. And then all of a sudden, like I have this huge cheat meal. And then all weekend I like fight inflammation and fight my numbness again. And then Monday I'm like back at square one of feeling like garbage. And it's like, why do I do that? Like, why do I feel like eating junk food is so essential? Like how many times am I gonna fall backwards before I can give give it up 100% because of the way my body feels and I think it's sad that it takes us like in the story it takes like a near death experience for you to want to pull yourself out when it shouldn't like we shouldn't have to get that low mm-hmm. we should be fighting it sooner like we should be educating and fighting it sooner now well I think the hard part I mean I'm not trying to be anti here but I think a lot of people trust doctors when doctors don't know what's best for them. I mean I get that doctors went to school. Well, I just think that like look at the look at the uh, the nutrition thing that America has. Like at the bottom of the nutrition, the most important is grains, and it's just like, dude, you know, grains is like one of the worst things for you, and that's like at the base of their pyramid for nutrition. I'm not like, oh, if you want to eat healthy, you need a ton of grains. You need to eat all these cereals and do this, and that's how people are getting so freaking fat. And I just think that it's confusing. That's the sad part. Is that the sad part? Is that We've, I've had this happen with one lady. This was years ago at the gym. She had had a heart attack like nine years ago or whatever. She came in. She only did CrossFit for like a month or two. Went to the doctor. Doctor's like, man, your blood levels look amazing. Like, holy cow, what's going on? She's like, oh, I started doing CrossFit. And the doctor was like, you need to stop doing CrossFit. It's dangerous. And the lady quit. And I was just like, dude, that doctor is a dumbass, number one. And she is for listening to him. Like any doctor that's promoting you not that blood markers are improving and he's promoting you not to do it does not care about your well-being. And I just feel like a lot of doctors get in that sense of like, oh, this person has anxiety, let's give him a pill. This person's overweight, let's give him a pill. This person's have trouble sleeping, let's give him a pill. Instead of like going to the root of the problem and being like, oh man, if they uh, if they cleaned up their diet, they wouldn't have to take this pill about, you know, on the verge of being diabetic, so they wouldn't have to do this and then they'll probably have better sleep because they wouldn't be having sleep apnea and then they wouldn't have to take this one because they have anxiety because they're not getting any sleep. It's just like a vicious circle. And I think people don't look at it like that. I think I could meet in the middle there, not saying you're anti, but like talk about oh, doctors. I'm probably pretty anti. <laughs> you're fine. But what I'm saying is like, I think there's a lot of doctors out there that do want to help people. They like, that's generally what they want to do, but they're not incentivized to help Correct. people. Correct. Well, right? people, people don't want the... F- they, no, they don't, they want, don't they want, want the quick fix. It's hard. Like, because they want the six-minute abs, right? Which yeah. is like what I guess I'm saying is like we talk like this is easy because, I mean, we live pretty much here at the gym. But like what's hard is if you're not going to the gym and it's intimidating for you or you, you don't even know how to read a label 
Like, I think about... I don't know how to read a label, and I'm someone who tries to. (laughs) So I think that it's hard. Like, we talk about it because it's, like, second nature to me. And so, like, when I went, like, going back to my miscarriage, I left my DNC thinking, like, I would jump out of bed the next day, like, feeling wonderful, and I didn't. Like, I had a massive headache. I was swollen. I thought, like, after all that blood, I would have lost, like, 15 pounds. And no, I hadn't lost a pound because I'm, like, full of fluid and, like, I just felt so crummy and it was sad that like if you're in that situation and you don't know what to do like that's why you need a support team like we have here at CrossFit to help you to help you know what to do like I went some straight for some liver and organ capsules because they're really high in iron without killing your gut but if you don't know that like where would you go and I think that's what's so sad is like I had been researching some of this prior to my miscarriage But had I not, like, I wouldn't have known what to do. Like, I would have just dealt with this migraine that made me, like, not even functional as a mom or a wife. Like, that's not okay. Like, it's really sad that we we don't have to live there, I guess, is what people need to know. Like, you don't have to live in these places of pain. There's options for you to recover. And, And maybe before the pill or maybe with the pill, you're trying these other alternatives. So... If you're so severe that you're like on your deathbed, then maybe you have to go to the medicine. Maybe you need that to get you to come out of it, but then you've got to like wean yourself with some healthy habits and start looking at labels, start coming to the gym, like notice things like it's baby steps that you have to start taking. We always say in the nutrition challenge, like the goal is just that like we introduce you to things that you're not doing. So one time we did a challenge and we did macros this time and someone was like, how am I hitting so many carbs? And I just like, I can't get my protein. And then she's like, at dinner, I am already hitting my carbs. And I was like, well, let me see your plan. And she was like having McDonald's hamburgers, thinking that that's like a balanced meal. And she was like, well, I tried not to eat the bun. And I'm like, well, you're still not getting the protein that you need. But she genuinely didn't know. Like, she didn't know. She's like, well, what has protein in it? Like, I think some people don't even know the basics of what protein is. And so we have to teach that like grains, like we consider carbs, veggies, fruit, grains is all carbs in our life. That's how Chance and I look at it. And I think that like carbs aren't just bread, they're fruits and veggies. And so like, are you getting those things in? Because that could be why you're like substituting with bread, that's not really gonna help you lose weight, but switching out your carbs without bread and adding broccoli is gonna be better for you. Or, I don't know, like protein, I think so many people are like, how do you get so much protein in? It's like, throw chicken in your salad, like stop just having a straight lettuce salad, like have chicken in there. Find snacks that are protein. I just think that they need to start teaching that more to people when they're in these dangerous and scary situations. I think that's one thing I loved about in the like back in if and I invite anyone who's listening to like go look the old Greg Glassman when he would go and give seminars and things and he talked about how doctors' offices, emergency room, that's like the lifeguard, right? They're there to save the person swimming, whereas the CrossFit affiliates and the trainers, they are the swim instructors. They're there to help people know what to do every day so to you live don't life. Drown. Exactly. <clears throat> so you don't drown. And I think one thing, this is just what I'm thinking of, is, um, okay, like a person that's on the verge or wants to be healthier, I think the problem with most humans <laughs> is they do the most drastic thing possible. For example, like, 
it's probably not big now, but like a year ago, keto was like the thing. <laughs> so everyone did the keto diet. Everyone sees the liver king and how he's just eating raw meats and he's eating liver and everyone wants to do that with the honey. Everyone sees like all this crazy stuff, which it may work for you. I don't know. But I think what's funny, like I'm going to throw someone under the bus and Tasha's brother. Like Tasha's brother is super overweight and he like will come to me all the time and be like, hey, I'm thinking about, I think I'm going to try just, just straight meat nothing else just the meat diet or i'm just gonna do keto like what do you think about this and i'm like bro you're so overweight why don't you just try eating real food and i think that's kind of the problem is that people people see whoever let's say the liver king if you don't know who the liver king is, he's a d-bag but and he does steroids so that's probably why it looks that way but people don't think he does steroids they think he just eats ancestrally but you look at that dude and you're like wow he's shredded he's ripped i want to look like that i'm going to do exactly what he's doing and the problem is is that these people like tasha's brother are eating mcdonald's three or four times a week they're eating oreo a full sleeve of oreos and then they're wondering why they can't lose any weight and instead of just not doing that they try to go to the super extreme which is not going to be sustainable like he's going to do the all meat for two or three days maybe a week and then he's going to fall off of it because it's just not realistic because it's such a huge leap when in reality if you feel that you are overweight and you need to lose something and you're drinking a pop a day try drinking a pop every other day and then try drinking a pop every third day and then try doing a pop only once or twice a week and then try doing a pop just once a week and then try doing it without a pop like you just do small things like that like if you're not eating good then try eating meat and veggies and fruits at every single meal that's it Eat whatever the hell else you want to eat, but make sure you eat that at every single meal. And then you can slowly work there. And that's what's realistic. Instead of people doing these huge, crazy things like these crazy diets where you lose a bunch of weight and then you gain it all back in six months because it's not realistic because you go back to these certain habits every single time. And that's what I think people are missing is that they, they're, they're trying, just like Tasha said, they're trying to go for the quick fix. And what happened is, is they're not changing any of the problems that gets them back into that thing. Like they think, oh, if I just eat clean for eight weeks, then I can go back to eating how I want and I will just keep it off. And that's not how it works. Like you have to put forth effort and you have to do this. It's like a lifestyle change. It's not just a diet as some people call it. And I think that's where people kind of get lost. Well, I'm going to offer a drastic thing here. And that is to say, hey, look, like we are members here. They kind of get that to the point, right? They're coming, you know. But I still think a lot of them. Oh, no. Do not eat good. No, I agree. I, I'm not saying I mean, my that, mom I think still could, has a diet freaking soda every single day. I think day. we could do better about that. Even on the challenge, she's fine with it. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, we, our members are coming, right? But what I would like to have them invite friends and family that they think are would having, or that they think would benefit from getting off the carbs and off the couch. Let's start. I know it's, you know, we're talking, nutrition is the basis we've talked about of the nutrition, right? But... Let's start by yeah, having our friends and family, helping them, inviting them to come, and getting them off the couch. Yeah. Right. For me, I feel like every time if I'm work, if I come in here and I hit a hard workout, I don't look at like saying I am now going to go pound down a giant bag of gummy bears or gummy worms. Right? right. Like I look at that and think, oh man, you know what? Maybe I want to actually go eat some chicken and some rice, like something actually that's going to fuel what I just did. And so I would, the drastic thing I would say is, hey, look, our, if you guys have, you know, friends and family that youth would benefit, help them come in and maybe only have them come in once or twice a week to try it out. You know, bring a friend week's coming up, get them in here. This is the lifeboat. Let's get them in here. Well, I think like along with that is just that, like start somewhere. And so don't let yourself get to this like death pain cave or even like, I mean, I've let myself get there, right? 
like I've been there where I'm like scraping off the bottom wondering like well what can I do now like and it was easier for me because I was already coming to the gym like that was an easy habit for me but I used to have like a pint of ice cream well, I used to have like three pints oh, of ice cream every days. week and I still stayed thin and I think I started CrossFit thinking like physique and and I'm going to stay healthy but the reality was is I started having kids and getting more depleted with nutrients is like I had to go straight to food like food was fuel for me so with like postpartum anxiety and depression like it changed so much for my third baby when I actually cleaned my diet up and so I think like start small because then maybe if you if you ever hopefully you never get to those like near-death experiences but that you can you're already doing some habits to like dig deeper and so I just think like start small and if that's like okay have one less piece of bread or one less pop a day just like Chan said like start there or make the gym a habit as soon as the gym's a habit then clean up a step in your diet or whatever is easiest for you but like eliminate something or change something I actually say eliminate but I think when we look at food is like I can't have this it starts to be depressing so look at what you can have so Instead of maybe eliminating pop, I'm going to try and have two glasses of water a day instead of a pop. So you're looking at what you can have because there's really so many good things out there that we can have. And I think that's that's key, right? Like, you know, I go to a birthday party and they have the cake. Maybe I'm not going to have a full thick slice of cake. I'll have half of that, right? I still get to have it, but I'm not going to have as much as I did. It's making those key changes. Yeah, and like when Chance and I went to the party... Yeah, I felt like Chance was pretty depressed that we like. Couldn't yeah, they have had a cereal anything. bowl over there, and I was just looking. We at couldn't all the have anything, and I just had to like stay focused on like, okay, well, this pork is like really good, so just like I can eat the pork, be happy with the pork, be happy you can have pork. Don't walk by the desserts, and honestly, like I don't ever want to be the person that goes to the party and can't have a treat. I think you sometimes deserve it, but there's times in life that deserve like an extreme crisis. Or a nutrition challenge where you're like, no, I'm going to say no today. But I think, like, go to the party, enjoy your snack or treat, but, like, pick it. Like, make it be a good treat that you're splurging on, but the rest of the time you have to be really good. And I think you just have to start somewhere. Like, just pick somewhere and start there. I'd agree. I think coming, like we talked about, coming here is the start of that lifestyle, and then you can make those changes. I think kind of like you said, this is what I wanted to tell too, because some people in the gym have talked to me about this and I'm in the same boat. So I think a lot of people look at me like I love the gym. I'm a gym rat. I'm also like super into health, nutrition and stuff like that. And I think people are like, oh, your parents must be super fit. And it's like, no, like I don't come from a fit family and my genetics suck. So like I've had two people, I have a brother and a mom that's had cancer. Um, all my grandparents have pretty much died of like heart attacks. Um, I have like three uncles with open heart surgery. It's just like, I am not fighting good genetics. And my dad, poor bless him. He's like had two hip replaced and neck fused. His shoulders had surgery on. And I know from my four knee surgeries, I don't want to go down that road. Like I don't want to be in surgery because I just don't recover well. But also like I have to do everything I can to fight those diseases. And as much as they're slightly genetic, like they are preventable. A lot of them can be preventable. And I just think, why not do everything I can, which is like come to the gym, change my lifestyle, eat healthier. Eliminating sugar was a huge change for me. But now that I've done it, 
it's so much better. Like I really believe that food, food is fuel because of the change I feel in my body. And energy is so hard to track. And because I'm not fighting any of those things currently, like a heart disease or cancer, it's not as extreme or top of the line, but we shouldn't let it be. We shouldn't let it get there before we start fighting the infections or the genetic stuff going through our body. Because I think we can prevent a lot of them. Like a lot of them we can prevent. Even if I have bad genetics, like I can do all I can to fight it and hope that if I ever get hit, which I feel like most likely will have cancer or some sort of heart disease, that like I'll be already on step stones ready to take the next step to health instead of starting at base one then. I think I was, was going to add that. I don't think there's it's ever too late to start, right? Like, we're all, I know Nat, we're all like in our 30s now. <laughs> I, I still exactly. consider myself young. But like, we all kind of started when we were on the younger side, but we have members coming in and joining us when they're older. My mom just tried to sign up for a gym, you know, and she's older. Um, she's trying to get my grandma to join, right? And... It's not too late for them to start, to start, like you had, you just talked about having being on that stepping stones. So when something does come up, they're already on that right track. Yeah. They don't have to have as much worry. Right? <clears throat> well, I just think about creating a buffer, like what Tasha said. So like, I look at it, okay, um, we had this one lady um, at our Kaiser location that ran uh, like cross country at BYU in college. She was like, almost made the Olympic team, like she was a really good runner. Chances are, I would bet, she could not run for two years, not do any running at all, right? Maybe she does other exercise, whatever. And I get, unless she gained a bunch of weight, I guarantee she would still beat me in the mile. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Because she's built up this buffer of training the long distance for so many years. And I think that's what people don't look at. Like, since I've done CrossFit for, what, 11, 12 years, and I would say my genetics make me, like, a more powerful athlete. I could probably not lift a barbell for two or three years, and I would probably still be pretty strong relative to normal people because I've created that buffer for, like, 10 or 11 years, you know, of doing it over and over and over again. And I think that's the whole point of this thing is, like, you look at a Dave or a Chris, someone who's a little bit older, like, they've created such a buffer that, like, dude, they have to do – they have to have so many problems happen in order for them to – be worried about diabetes or you know going into a nursing home because they've just created such a buffer and i think that should be the end goal is that you're trying to create a buffer against this disease and the more you know the the earlier you do it or the longer you do it um it's kind of just creating a longer buffer like it's kind of like the uh what is it the wellness fitness continuum Mm -hmm. um sickness fitness wellness that's what it is yeah uh or whatever um, which I kind of agree with, like some of the stuff is a little interesting, but like a lot of that is true. Like you're just creating this buffer and that's what you're trying to do is just create a buffer to stop from it. And the buffer may change, right? It may be like, oh, instead of snatching 225, my goal is now to just be able to snatch overhead for a long period of time. Or my, able is, my, my goal is to just be able to have the mobility to do that, whatever. And it may change, but the idea is like, you're just still creating a buffer regardless. Right. And that's kind of the goal. Yeah. I think... Yeah, it was the ultimate goal, and I, I, you know, I think our, our gym is a great place to to have people start building that buffer, and that's where I think I want us to be that safe place and have our members be that great advocate that they are starting to invite friends and family to come in, because like the article said, there's a rising tide coming. We just heard, you know, one third diabetes. We can help. We can start preventing that stuff by helping others to see 
what comes from when they come into CrossFit, when they're doing their diet, when they're doing their exercise. And we would want to invite more people to come and, and be able to be safe from that, uh, well, I guess, the rising tide of those diseases. They don't need to have that. Dude, and just go, go. Uh, okay, <clears throat> how about this? Uh, I think, well, I don't remember what the stat is. I'll say the stat after. But everyone can do this if you don't think it's a problem. Go shopping today, whenever you hear this. Wherever you want to go. I don't care if you go to Walmart, Costco, Sam's. Go one place and count how many people you would consider overweight. And overweight, I would consider people who have a gut. People who are, you know, they couldn't run a mile in under 10 minutes. That's who I would consider someone who's obese. And go and count how many in the store are obese compared to how many are just normal. And you will blow your mind. Like, people don't think it's a problem. Dude, it's a freaking problem. You're, everyone's just so used to it that they don't think it's a problem. But I think someone said they're more, um, I want to say there's, they had a statistic that there are more, which I don't know how, how accurate the statistic is, but it's a good thought process, is there are more people in this world who are millionaires than more people in this world who have a six-pack. That's is, actually interesting. Which is crazy. And if you go look, uh, I wish I could, uh, I was going to look this up, but I didn't. Uh, there's like this one, it was when JFK was in the presidency, this one high school, uh, like in California, where they had him doing all this physical activity stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember stuff. seeing that. Like, I, I ever seen the article with the, the pictures. I yeah, with the article. But it's like, dude, if, if kids got like that, dude, a lot of this problem would go away. And I just think it starts. The earlier you can start it, the better. Even yeah. though you may be 20 and you're fit and you don't have to, like, okay, okay, my brother is the opposite of me. I can gain weight super easy. Like, I just have to look at ice cream and I gain weight. And my brother is kind of like my grandpa Ben. My brother can eat whatever he wants whenever he wants and he will not gain a pound no matter what he eats or what he does he doesn't gain any weight which i kind of wish i had but i just think like that's only going to last him so long and then at some point doesn't mean you're healthy just because yeah you're i mean i just think at some point it catches up to everyone right like my dad was was super super skinny he was just like my brother until he hit a certain age probably until he got all stressed out with kids who freaking knows right but i just think that like at some point, and they talk about this, like the reason people start to gain weight as they get older is because they're starting to lose muscle. So the amount of calories that they need to sustain normal living, whatever your uh, daily calorie is, is going down because you're losing muscle. And that's why these people, as they get older, gain more and more weight is because they can't eat the same that they did at 20 or at 30 or at 40. Um, and I think it's like, that's what's coming to everybody is that like, if you don't notice that, that like, you have to start making a change and create that buffer like that's just a problem well and even if you're 60 plus i mean that's why we started our legends classes because this is like the real foundation of crossfit is like start making these changes now and so even if you're 60 plus years old like there's still an opportunity to improve and there's still i mean i love nutrition and i think it, it like food does feel your body but your body was made to move so like get in here start moving it because that's the next piece is if you eat good then that's great but then you have to have that exercise piece too right. which i think hey. like has helped half. both break it in half both of them like i just think the combination of the two of those you have to have you can't just do one without the other yeah. you no, need each other i think i uh, just remember back when we we had one of our she hasn't come in a while now, but we had a Legends member come, and she said for the first time in her entire life, she's able to lift up a Yeti cooler and put it in her car. She never could do that. Always yeah. her kids, right? But now that she would be coming, she was able to do that herself. She had the confidence, the strength. And so those are the things, too. You know, we're looking at, we're talking about diabetes and, and chronic diseases, but one thing we're also doing is helping that longevity, right? And like you said, 
um, with your brother, he can stay thin. But once he gets older, all of a sudden, well, just you like know, she says, it doesn't mean it. it doesn't mean the insides are healthy, right? right? Just because you look skinny doesn't mean that. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people in this world that what they would call like an ectomorph, right? right? They can eat whatever they want and not gain any weight. I'm sure there's tons of people like that. Drink Mountain Dew all day, eat whatever they want, and they get a pound. But at some point, like, the inner part is going to not be good, you know? You're yep. going to have, you know, uh, problems with your heart or your cholesterol or all that kind of stuff. Get out of here. Um, and I just think that, like, that's, that's kind of what we're trying to avoid, that even if you do think that you look okay or you're not getting any weight, like, the storm's still coming. Yeah. And I just think that's what we're trying to avoid. Like, you just want to avoid... Um, I look at it like if you're to the point where you can't get up off the ground by yourself and you can't wipe your own butt, then you're probably going into a nursing home. And if you're going into a nursing home, chances are it's not going to be much longer. And you know what they do in the nursing home? They give you that Coke, they give you that soda, and they give you the crappy diet. Yeah. And I just think that, like, you just want to avoid that as much as possible. You just want to try to keep, you know, be able to get up off the ground, be able to wipe your own butt. Like, those are things you want to keep doing. The longer you can do that, the better. Okay. Well, that's all I think I have for today. I don't know if you guys want to have any closing statements at all. Just start somewhere. Start Let's somewhere. Make a small change today. I like it. Any yeah. chance? Nah, I got nothing. Okay. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.